to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. As always, we're back with another interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their community. And today we have Mark Diener, who is Alberta's Chief Advisor for Open Government, which in and of itself is an awesome title, a title that I wish I would see in more provinces and more jurisdictions. And I think we'd like to start there, Mark. Like, how... How did this title come about? How, how did this role come about? Well, I didn't have anything to do with the title, so I can't take credit for that. But I think the I, I've, I've seen the title Chief something many times, and I've seen Chief Advisor many times as well. And how it actually came about, the role, was um, a conversation between our minister at the time, uh, Minister Bular, and someone who I'm sure you've all heard of, David Eves. Uh, they met in a conference in Washington, D.C., and uh, together, I think, um, talked about the potential for open government. And, I, and the minister at the time came back to Alberta very motivated and decided this is something he wants to do for the province. And, uh, and from there, the program was born, and, and I was hired you know, months, after, months after that. So as part of your role as Chief, Advis- Chief Advisor for Open Government, what, what are the kinds of things that you do? What is, what is your mandate? And also, what are you hoping to do uh, as part of this role? So it's a pretty ambitious mandate. Um, actually, I was having a conversation with an assistant deputy minister today who asked, How, what's my time frame? And I wasn't kidding when I said it's probably going to be a whole generation until a generation of people until uh, what we're wishing actually is accomplished. But essentially, it's 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 uh, no less ambitious than changing the way that democracy functions within within the province by including and changing the relationships that we have with the citizens of Alberta. And we do that by being more transparent with them, by being more open with them, but also changing the way we engage and participate with them from things such as policy development all the way to um, just day-to-day engagements with the citizens. But we can't change the way we engage and participate if we're not equal partners. And the way we can be equal partners is by having by sharing information equally. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is and this is something I've talked about. I even created an image. I call it the open government turtle. And it's an image of this turtle trying to cross the road. And I have some language that says, uh, you know, the open government turtle. It may take a while to cross the street, but it'll get there eventually. This open government conversation will will take a t- some time, like you've identified, like it might take a generation and who knows. How are you finding people are with that expectation, because especially at a political level, people want change right away. If it's for no other reasons than a, than a headline or they want to show uh, a proof that it works, like how are you finding that expectation within sort of the, the bureaucracy? Yeah, I think is a, is a lizard, a, is a turtle uh, a lizard? Like, I mean, sorry, is it the same genre of animal as lizards? <laughs> I don't know well, if it is or not. I think you're talking to the wrong crowd on this one, but uh, well, let's assume let's, it is, yeah. Let's pretend it's a reptile. Um, so we, so I don't know if you've heard about this part of our brain called the lizard brain, which is kind of the original part of our brain as we were evolving from, from animal to, to human. And it's the part of our brain that reacts with fear. And I think a, a lot of people um, within the government of Alberta are, are quite scared of this move to be more transparent. And it's not that they're scared of being more open with citizens. They all want to be. But they're scared about the misunderstandings, the context in which what the data means. Um, 
let's face it, the media has, has been terribly hard on government, as probably, uh, which is their job, but it's also created this apprehension within the civil service around what they can share, what can't they share. They also don't want to share anything where there may be an issue of privacy or security. So they're scared. That lizard part of their brain is is in is in high alert right now. And I think uh, so. We need to we need to work with the government and 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 the people who whose jobs might be affected, and and try to calm that lizard brain fear that they've all got that, that, that they're all experiencing right now. So this is about, um, it's really about change, changing the hearts and minds of the bureaucracy. It's not that they don't want to do it. It's just that they fear, they're afraid of all the things that they're not, that they're not aware of. Um, and that's what we have to work on. So you're working on changing these hearts and minds and to battle this fear. Could you give us some examples of some of the things that you've been doing in Alberta to, to help kind of change the idea of the bureaucracy and the, this kind of framework of fear? So I think the best thing we can do to change fear is to actually proceed to um, ship product, so to speak. And uh, and and in, I'm using a lot of the terms that, by the way, uh, Seth Godin uses in, oh, yeah. in some of his Lynchpin. Yeah. And so to the extent that we deliver, we produce, we, we are transparent with our information and the sky doesn't fall. We engage with citizens, and we continue on. And I think we just need to show that we just need to proceed and show that we can move forward, and that um, that the fears that they're imagining don't don't materialize. Uh, so I think we just carry on, and um, and and we produce, we deliver. And actually, uh, I just want to make because we mentioned Seth Godin and Lynchpin. If you haven't had a chance to read the book, it's a fantastic book about being a Lynchpin, and and how that changes your perspective. The lizard brain is mentioned into this, and and letting go of fear. It, it's a fantastic book on, on change and being indispensable, essentially. So I definitely recommend that people go out and read it. Are you finding it more of a challenge that you thought? Is it less of a challenge that you thought? Are there best practices that that you found are, are working I, I, because basically what we're trying to do in this question here is like how can we share that knowledge for communities and jurisdictions that are trying to bring it about right so there's definitely best practices um you can't it's not a free-for-all there's due diligence that has to happen when you're ready to be transparent and open with citizens you have to make sure that their privacy and security is addressed you have to go through and double check uh, have the controls in place, much like um, uh, IT controls or accounting controls, so that so that we can share, but we can also continue to um, respect privacy, respect security. So uh, those there are best practices in doing that. Um, there's quite a few jurisdictions who who have created these controls. We have be happy to share those. With those controls in place, you feel confident that you can move forward, and and be open and transparent. We also find that there's it. It really depends on on which program areas we're dealing with. Who are the leaders of those program areas? There's not a. I can't say there's. I can't say there's a one size fits all um, um, result from the government of Alberta. There are different successes and there are different challenges that we still have to address. 
So you say this is kind of a, a like a generation to see the end, the end goal of this kind of mandate. If if you had to just project maybe three to five years out, what are some of the things that you would like to see having been done already by then in Alberta and potentially across Canada? So I think in Alberta and in Alberta and Canada, our reputation around how we manage our environment, how we um, how our resource how we extract our resources and and to the extent we can do that in a in a responsible way. I think those are some of the areas that we need to address immediately. Being transparent with with the with what um, our with what the science is telling us with respect to um, the conditions of our air, land, water. Uh, I think we need to really um, work on that. Clearly, this is an Alberta problem, but I think it's also a Canada issue as well. Um, so I would say that's a priority. Uh, and also government spending, to the extent we can be transparent. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about how governments spend money, which affects how voters are willing to, how they want to pay their taxes. And so I think to the extent we can break, uh, we can bust myths on government spending, and, and, but um, we should be doing that as well. Those, so those are, I'm not sure if I answered your question, Richard, around what we should be working on, but those would be my top two. No, and, and I think uh, those are great places to start because I think that's what people are asking for. Uh, more importantly, it's, it's nice to see the little baby steps in the right direction, like appointing headcounts <laughs> to open government like yourself. So thank you so much, Mark, for joining us here today. It was great having you. Please don't stop uh, the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. I enjoyed this. That was Mark Diener, the Chief Advisor for Open Government from Alberta on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll be back again very soon with our next interview with someone working in open government. If you've got any questions about today's episode or, if, or about anything we've discussed, or if you'd like to ask Mark any questions, you can send them via our Twitter hashtag at OGTPod. My Twitter handle is Richard Pietro. Mine's at Vasta. Thanks again to Keith McDonald for the podcast music. And uh, we'll catch you all on the flip side. Thanks for listening.